everyone. My name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. As always, I am so grateful, thankful, and appreciative for you guys to be here. And today, we have a special guest. Hey, yo! <laughs> um, I know I said last week that we were going to be doing a Q&A, but we have decided to actually change things up, and we're going to kind of do... What's so funny? The dogs. <laughs> so, if you guys can hear the dogs per usual. We keep trying to get them to be quiet, but they're little nails on the floor. <laughs> Uh, But anyways, we have decided to actually do a candid chat about a few things and talk about my book that actually is launching. So awesome. (laughs) Today. I mean, when you guys are listening to this, the book will be out. um, And if you're listening to this in the future, I wrote a book. (laughs) But I'm not going to do my normal like um, intro with explaining supplements, but if you guys are new to the podcast or if you have been listening, I am doing a hundred dollar gift card giveaway each month for anybody who chooses to purchase through my links, whether it is first form or vitality. But I feel like today with my book launch, the focus so big chat. Yeah, so I big. just cannot even believe. I don't know. Like I was writing thank you notes, and it's just like this is real life. Like I wrote a book, and yeah. I mean, it's obviously, crazy to yeah. see the cover and read through it, and yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a good one. So Casey actually is in the middle of it. By the time this releases, <laughs> and that's Malibu with her bone. So by the time this releases, um, he may already be done with it. It's a week yeah, from today. I hope so. A little yeah. over a week. So yeah. it's a quick read, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, quick, easy read. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Like I said last week, if you guys listen, like I learned more about you. That, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Yeah. So in today's episode, quiz, is there? no, no yeah. quiz. Um, like I said, candid conversation. I wanted to chat with Casey about what he is receiving from the book. Uh, maybe some things he's learned about me, but also relationships. Like we talk about every single time we, I sit, they feel like when we sit down to record, we always talk about how communication is so big, yet action is where we're struggling Mm -hmm. these days but I feel like with this book I didn't even realize how much he might be learning about me that I have never communicated and I mean I wrote it started writing it three years ago and sat down and actually I looked it up it was October of 2020 October 14th that I sent an email to my business mentor who the woman who helped me with uh, outlining my writing process, if you will, Emily Frisella, she helped me outline like how to actually complete it. And it was October 14th that I sent in the like questionnaire and uh, paid for the Zoom session with her. Um, and that's just wild. And then it was July 9th of 2021 that I sent it to my publishers. But I started writing it, gosh, 
we were still in the old house mm-hmm. when I started writing it. So, uh, without every, further ado, every Saturday, every Sunday. That's when after we had Caden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You every would. Sunday, you'd mm-hmm. be, we were here at that time. You, yeah, I'd give you twelve hours. And, right. <laughs> you would give me. First of all, you'd give me maybe three to five hours. And we're co-parents, remember? Yeah. You're yeah. not the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> I never said babysitter. <laughs> but you would give me. Like, I'd give you your golf time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eat your words, you know, eat your words. <laughs> You've had that in the back pocket for I have a not. couple weeks now. No, but then what have we been talking about? I have been saying lately that I always feel, like, so... Not uncomfortable, what's the right word? Like, I feel... I don't know how to be like, hey, this Saturday, I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't know how to do that. Yet, you'll be like, hey, champ, is it fine? Like, which day works better? We're going to go golfing. And it's mm-hmm. not like a question of whether or not you're going. It's like, yeah, you check in to I'm see. Are you going golfing? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> no. And I feel like that's something that maybe as a mom, it's like this guilt. It's like, I feel like I have to. How many times am I like, hey, I'm going to take a quick shower? Like, I feel mm-hmm. guilty for showering. And we're about to have a second baby, but... So, see you later, shower. <laughs> see you later anytime to myself. But anyways, I feel like that's something um, I need to work on, is being able to be like, hey, I would love to go grab lunch with a girlfriend on Saturday. Like, What do you have, like, your week night things? My book club? Yeah, booze club. <laughs> no, not boozing now. <laughs> yeah, we've had, what, two book clubs since COVID? But you're right, I used to have that. Anyways, if you guys are listening, that is something that I have struggled with, is being able to just tell Casey, like, hey, I'm going to go do this. And obviously respecting each other's, like, I'm not going to, like, hey, I'm doing this, and you have no whatever. But if I was to say, like, hey, I actually really need to do Saturday, I'd rather you not golf. Like, yeah. you would stay home. Yeah, yeah, I'd golf Sunday. <laughs> All right, so back to this book of mine. (laughs) But really, I want to start off with the book. So um, if you guys listened to last week's episode, I talked all about the book. It is launched today. It's on my website. Uh, It is available today, August 2nd, from my website, Direct Sales. And then um, August 16th, it will be available on Amazon, which I feel like... Buy through the link. Right, like my my link. Yeah, I feel like my podcast community will definitely purchase Uh, through me. But I have told you guys, so I've told them, um, it real it will help me tremendously if anybody and everyone purchases the ebook download. Um, I'll know more about it because I told you guys last week. It says that it's a pre order as of right now, so I'm not sure if you get it right now or if you get it August 16th. I'm still waiting to hear back from my publishers about that but it will be in the newsletter that i send out so stay tuned there um but it does help my ratings which i know again this is not a monetary thing but i would love i don't know i just feel like that'd be so special to like see my book on some sort of like hey new author kind of a thing mm-hmm. so if you purchase the ebook from amazon that does help but you guys will love it it's yeah i started it a couple weeks ago and you know, I'll read, you know, before bedtime. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, yeah. so let been, me know. Like, what, do you, what, do you, what are your first thoughts? Because right now you're halfway through. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's definitely engaging. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, this is my wife. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not like every page. I'm like, it gets me so in tune to where, you know, I am feel like you're actually the author speaking to me, like, right then and there. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, you can hear my voice. Yeah, I can hear your voice. Yes, okay. exactly. Um and it's your voice, which is weird. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, it's some things that, that stuck out me. I'm not going to spoil it, but 
um, yeah, I felt like I learned more about a lot more about you and situations that you know before we had we gotten married and when we were boyfriend girlfriend and like what you're we're going through your mentality at the time what you wanted you know like in the beginning I didn't really know you know about your fairy tales and all that but yeah no I I, I love it and uh, can't wait to finish it uh, you guys will not be disappointed that's for sure thank you I said that last week to them how I mean, obviously, I'm biased, but I really do feel like it's as if I'm just talking to them. Yeah. Like, I wanted it to and, be... And you reach out to every everybody. It's not just, like, a certain demographic or anything like that. It's, um, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know your husband and everything, but men can read this, too, as well. Yeah, that's good so. to hear. I really wanted to make sure that I respected, like, anybody who isn't a parent or anybody who isn't married or anybody who isn't in college or didn't go to college. I feel yeah. like that's something that as I talk about in the book and I talk about in this podcast, I have always felt like it's a fit of mold, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, whether it's the mold that society places on us, the mold that a family member, a boyfriend, a significant other. Um, Pressures of everything outside of that. Too. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like I'm excited to reread it. I feel like in the last however much time, I think I was telling you that the other day, I was like, I need to read my own book because I'm yeah, struggling yeah. right now with just so much and imposter syndrome and pleasing others. And I feel like, one thing and maybe you can speak on it i feel like the messages that i talk about in the book can apply mm. in any season like you might resonate oh, yeah. right now to something mm -hmm. versus something else yeah um i guess i did have a question like did you from reading it so far is there anything you've learned from like a perspective of a male to like a perspective of a female like oh wow they really overthink or oh wow i can't believe this um, is what yeah like like yeah just because you're just such an overthinker and you know i mean not not i don't think all women are like that but a good <laughs> pretty high percentage are that you're definitely gonna tell to them to them a lot more but i mean as reading as a male um yeah it's i don't know maybe just because i'm pretty laid back and i kind of just maybe go with the flow but like yeah like how you just have every little detail that I mean, you had your life planned out when you were, I mean, middle school, for crying out loud, say, like, it's, it, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, for, for the men to read that, it's like, okay, you can maybe understand your significant other a little better. Okay, so it's not like, what the hell did I marry? Yeah, you know? <laughs> Question no, mark? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it just gives, yes, yeah, a little bit more insight and info of the opposite sex. That's good to know. Yeah. Because I feel like that was, I mean, as you know, like, a lot of my journaling is what led to my podcast and my podcast led to my book yeah. and I feel like there's a lot in the book that I decided to uncover and like I feel like we've talked about a lot of it whether it was my struggles with dieting whether it was my struggles yeah. of not thinking I was good enough and that my size was how much you mm -hmm. were going to love me or whomever I was with at that time or whatever and just like the well, like lack of self-confidence yeah. in a way which is interesting because like men find confidence attractive yeah exactly so yeah. it's like and i think that's a catch-22 because mm -hmm. it's like you guys find and overconfident and then yeah yeah but it's not only that it's not about being overconfident or cocky it's like i get it being confident is attractive but i think then you hit a point in your, like a point in your relationship where you're past the flirting you're past the like okay this guy thinks i'm cute yeah. and then you dig deeper and you're like mm -hmm. Okay, but am I enough? Okay. Yeah. Like it'd be as simple as like I could have a you know bad day and it's all me and not you. 
but then you think that it's you. A thousand percent. And then Especially your mind the starts going a hundred miles an hour of, well, what can I do to change it? What do I, what do I need to change? What is he thinking? Like, exactly. Yeah. But then it's also, I mean, it goes back it goes to like, back to communication. <laughs> it does. But, okay. <laughs> it goes back to what we were talking about the other night, how like, I'm not the forward person, but I made all those moves. And so it's like, if I can come across as confident, especially we're, we're best friends, like I could come yeah. across as confident and you, you saw that, mm -hmm. which you probably found to be attractive. And then we started crossing the line of like emotions. And now it's, you know, it's like what we talked about in our vows and in our mm -hmm. wedding video, how when you're friends, you know, you can let them see any side of you, but then you're dating and you're like, oh shoot, I don't know if I want them to see this yeah. side. So it's hard because you want to come off as, as confident and I think all of us want to be confident, male or female, yeah. but we have vulnerabilities. And I think we all have some level of insecurity, but then how do you share that with your significant other without looking unattractive? And then that next female across the bar who is confident at that moment looks mm -hmm. more attractive. And it's like this catch 22 of, okay, confidence is attractive, but how are we supposed to like- are, How are you different? Yeah, how are you different and how are we going to be enough for forever? Yeah. <laughs> like, and again, that goes, it's a catch, it's a full, mm -hmm. what is it, chicken before the egg, or it's a full, like, chase yeah. of confidence to maintain the relationship, but then if you have an insecurity, what do you do? And I feel like with you, deep breath, I love, <laughs> I love you, but, like, you're not, now it's different, but, like, you're not a forward one to, like, have mm -hmm. given me that reassurance of, like, yeah okay this guy's difficult but like i mean i would have been a lot better if this book was like published i don't know like 2000 why is he gonna have a manual to our relationship <laughs> okay this is what i do so just you don't read even this. read the manual what you don't even read manuals this isn't it wouldn't be a, yeah i guess it'd be a manual an instruction manual yeah but i did okay so since you are reading it would you say because one thing i feel like i made very different in this book is like it's not a how-to. No, so like, not at all. People who are going to read it, you're not going to... No. Like, th there's no, like, this is... It's not like you're like, this is the way it's, it, yeah. your life should pan out to be. This is what I did and it worked for me. No, it's not. Okay, yeah. Because that's something that I really, like, pride... Because I know it's in the self-help category, but I want to be more yeah, of a self-help. Because you go, like, okay, you go to, like... Um, like, you, you explain throughout the book and then you go... You explain your past experiences in ups and downs and stuff like that so it's yeah yeah I, I never, I'm, and obviously like, I'm so proud of it but it's you guys when he reads it at night I like I get so nervous it's like I'll be about to fall asleep and then I'll see that he picked up the book I'm like oh I can't go to sleep like he's like what if he what's he gonna think what if he reads what did I write what did I write about him um because I for anybody who is listening I don't know if you guys know this Casey knew nothing, like did not read a single page, never saw the cover. You didn't even, I don't know. There was one day I got into your laptop. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the last time you opened a laptop. Uh, <laughs> when I lost my cell phone. Oh, yeah. Then you didn't know there was find my yeah. iPhone. Yeah. He didn't even know his own password to his damn phone, so yeah. he couldn't even find my iPhone. Uh, but yeah, so he, and that was not like something I was like, I don't want you to read it. You were very adamant about mm. not knowing. Um, you didn't, you and I wanted to, I, I didn't want it like any samples or I just wanted to read it when the thing's fully published and yeah. So the day I got all my books, I haven't packed my bags yet. So that's good. Oh gosh. <laughs> the day that I got all my books, we came downstairs and opened them and he mm. saw the final, um, product. But and if you guys, 
once you get it, Casey is actually like the acknowledgements are very much dedicated towards him because not that I wrote this at the beginning, but during that time that I was, you know, completing and finishing this book and writing it and taking those Sundays, we were not at a good place. Like our marriage was not at a good place yet. He, here I am doing something I needed to do for me because I was so lost postpartum. I needed to have a goal, but you were so supportive of that goal. And I don't know, it's hard because I feel like in relationships, it's like, what, should we have prioritized us? Like, should we have taken that time to do something for us? Maybe. But at the same time, like, that was such an important goal of mine. And now that it's here, reflecting back, like hindsight, right? I don't, I don't do that very often, especially when it comes to my book and the stuff I talk about. But it was something where we were going through probably the eight hardest months of our marriage and of our relationship. And here I am like, hey... I need to do this and I needed to feel something that was me like something that wasn't I don't know I don't know you're so, so good at like trying to help others and stuff and you know through your past and yeah ups like I said ups and downs I mean it's good somebody you know our lives aren't perfect no most definitely not so um I think once you guys get the book I think it'd be really fun we could do a Q&A where we could Casey and I could answer questions about stuff that maybe he reflected on in the book because like he said he doesn't want to ruin anything for you guys um but i think it's definitely something that it's again it's definitely directed more towards women but if you reflect on any chapter it might be fun for you to be like hey like to your significant other like maybe read this chapter you might learn a little bit something about you right like the the listener the woman because i know i don't know i think there's some things that i am happier reading about but also maybe to help you understand a little more of the way my brain mm-hmm. thinks and not so much of like, oh, I need this from you or I need that from you. It's like, yeah. this is why I feel this way. Or this is why this has taken me longer. But um, I did want to just ask while we're doing this, you know, speaking of the hardest time of our marriage, what, how are you feeling with you guys? We are less than eight weeks away. Whew, man. By the time you're hearing this, we're about six and a half. Yeah, I'm it's... having number two. Let's do it. I mean, let's do it. I know. It's going to be tough, I know, but... I know. um, I get anxiety, I think, because of last time, but then I'm also like, well, is it a good thing that we didn't have a blissful experience? But, like, Mm -hmm. I also don't want to assume that's how it has to be. Yeah, I mean, we're first-timers, you know, and obviously this time's going to be different as well because we never know how, you know, baby number two is going to maybe be totally opposite of Caden and sleep schedule and whatnot. Um, but again, it's a teamwork thing, and I mean, we, we can learn from Caden being born and what we went through, and yeah. how to help each other out and be co parents and make sure that your love cup is fulfilled. <laughs> Not my love mug. <laughs> your love mug. Uh, I think it's more about making sure our marriage cup is filled. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be teamwork for a long time just because we're not going to know what the love is. Still, right. just make, ha- making having little man, you know. Not yeah. be forgotten. I mean, yeah. not push put him on the back burner. I mean, he's, I mean, he's gonna be a priority as well. I know. I think like sometimes that makes me want to cry because I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like we're now just in such a great rhythm, mm-hmm. and obviously he's hard, and everything is still a challenge. But I don't know. And then I'm also so excited to see him become a big brother, and yeah. I'm so excited to like see us become a family of four. But I don't know. There goes my brain. 
Yeah. I could just dissect it all and mm-hmm. just really run down every scenario. Shall we do that? Yeah. Every scenario right now. Do yard work? No, you can put that off. Dissect it right now. Doing yard work now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I feel like something that we have, yeah, I think, I think we've talked a lot this time around about postpartum and about having the next baby and I feel like we're not planning, which is a good thing, but I hope that, I don't know, I hope in a special way that we get like that in-room experience with Mm -hmm. like having the baby stay with us and then getting to bring the baby home and um, something for anybody listening, something that I think we're going to do a little bit differently this time is not so much family right away. Yeah. Like we had... Both sets of grandparents here. She didn't even cook dinner oh the day we got home. Yeah, the day we got home from the hospital without our child. Yeah. Casey's barbecuing salmon. I'm crying while I'm making a salad because my hormones are so high. And bless We're our parents. exhausted. Yeah, and like they just had gone to the store and gotten everything and just wanted us to have a great home-cooked meal. Yet we cooked it. Yeah. And it's like now a joke between the family because they knew. They, they, knew. they, they were knew like, they I cannot believe up. we did that. Yeah. But... Um, we are trying to create a little bit more boundaries with what we choose to do in terms of we didn't really get to be a family of three like it was just a instant houseful and um, I think it's hard because it's like it's that again balance of like asking for help and needing help but then mm-hmm. also not even knowing how you need help um, so I think that's something I really am looking forward to is kind of I don't know maybe a little more time with just yeah. us yeah. Um, especially as you're like, for me, trying to figure out breastfeeding and everything, yeah. and you're just like, <laughs> I don't know, naked half the time yeah. and gross, and you're just like, oh, okay, I need to pull myself together for others, <laughs> which they don't even care. But yeah. um, okay, so again, I wanted to keep this one short, but we are going to ask each other a couple questions um, just to kind of do our own little QA and again, candid chat. So, Casey here, who is amazing, he actually already prepared his questions. <laughs> and I was the one that was like, oh, we should ask each other questions. And he just pulls out his phone and already yep. has them. So, I'm going to let you start. All right. What was your most embarrassing moment? Oh my gosh. If you do have it, okay, well, what was your most embarrassing moment? And then if you have one, what was your most embarrassing moment around me? Okay, so the first one was not around you. And for me, it was embarrassing because it was high school. So it was right after I had knocked my teeth out. And uh, this was back when tanning beds were like the thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm getting ready for, maybe it was a year after I knocked, no, it wasn't that long after I knocked my teeth out. Anyways, long story short, was going tanning. I love bubble gum, but the bubble gum always would stick to my retainer. So I went in the old normal 20 minute bed and took my retainer out as I was tanning. And that, okay, you guys. And when you went, like, how, how, how old were you? I would have been like, well, I've knocked you out when I was 16. So I was either 16 or 17. So were you like that age where you put like a little sticker on your lower hip so you can see how tan you were, like a little heart? Or? I definitely was guilty of that. <laughs> I always did like the palm tree. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> how do you know about these, huh? Who did you I see below the waist? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm guilty of that. Um, but I feel like maybe well, I don't know how often you went to tanning or saw the people who worked at tanning salons they're usually like the really pretty girls that were at the high school and like orange. <laughs> and orange but back then it was attractive so anyways I went to walk out of the tanning bed and I looked over and I said thanks 
And when I said thanks, I all the air blew <laughs> 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 out of my teeth. You're like listening. I, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I didn't have my teeth in, and so my two friends. It just was like thanks, oh, and the air blew out. And the girl just looked at me, and I, all I said, I go, I don't have my teeth in, do I? She just like didn't even. She just shook her head, and I was like, <laughs> all right, and there we go. So I would say that was probably. Like looking back on it, I'm like, oh, that's that doesn't. Yeah, but in the moment, but I was I mean, like, you're 16, mortified, traumatized. Oh gosh, and I, you know, knocking your teeth is already traumatizing yeah, enough. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I cannot believe that just happened. Um, and my most embarrassing moment around you. Oh, I don't know. This is I don't like. I feel like I maybe wasn't sober enough to like know. <laughs> <laughs> like if I did, why can you recall anything that I did? Mm, I don't think it's. Appropriate for a pot. No, it's just oh, No, I, 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 I can't really think of one. I can't think of anything that I was like, because I, again, I feel like we were friends, so I don't know if I found something to be embarrassing. It was like in a show or something, or. Oh my gosh, you we were in that one show, and I totally, I was in the front row, and I went the wrong way during that, what was it, the, like, we're an all white, you know, the very first number. And like our heads are down, and we do like it was like the kick to the front side. The For the Michael Jackson? Was it Michael Jackson? Yeah, Maybe. Michael and then Jackson I remember too. I was very intoxicated, and I went <laughs> the wrong direction. And I remember we got backstage, and we we're like, "What were you doing?" I was like, "I have no idea." Like I, I you just, were like the tall top top hat type of thing. Yeah, but it was the first number. We were all in white. Like it was. You were like two rows behind me to the left. I knew where you were at. I always got so nervous. Like, damn it. And for the longest time, I, I like, didn't care. And then when I, like, yeah. I was like, oh, man, like, yeah, I got to be, I got to be the you kid. You sleep over this, damn it. <laughs> What's he going to think of me now? Yeah. Um, okay, question for you, which we kind of briefly talked about the other night, but I think it'd be something we could talk about here. Um, why didn't you ever make a move? Like, why did you feel... It why was- didn't I make moves? Because I was afraid of getting shut down. If there, I mean, yeah, if I, was, I was afraid. I've always been afraid of the no. Like, I would just be more, like, mortified and just torn down. Like, I don't know. And I felt like we had a great thing going, and I didn't want to. If it was a no, then, then we wouldn't be, like, as good as friends as we were. Yeah. So I figured just play it out and maybe one day when I got the huevos to... Were you nervous that, like, if we... Because I know we, like, talked about it, but it's, like, if we went that way, it was also closing the door to your previous relationship. Yeah, that too. The final, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was just... And, like, we're, like, in Club Med, and I was always, like, low-key. I never really liked my... You know, I was, I don't ever like, I don't like drama. Yeah. And guests come in and out, and they, they always want to know, like, the scoops on GOs and the employees there, and they always try and get dirt on them. Not always trying to get dirt, but just, they just want to know, like, who's going out with who or who's oh, dating Gordon, who. I had enough women you asking know? what your deal was. And it it was just, and I was just like, yeah, you know, just, I didn't want that. And, if, you know, when we were, we were still low key and have you walk home to your room middle of the night <laughs> which was probably not the best idea you were, it was like 4am and you would just nudge me champ champ hey, it's, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, time to go 
like I can't looking back on it I'm like it seems so normal so everybody yeah. listening you're like why'd you stay with this guy yeah. like it was so normal though because it's so true like there would be girls that would come and visit and they would specifically be coming back to see Casey and here I am can't like can't, nobody can know that we're in a relationship you cannot show that you are or show you know affection or whatever especially where we were at in our relationship yeah. we weren't a it wasn't something I'm not really affectionate guy anyways like no. PDA but still I mean there's other ways yeah gosh you were infuriating yeah. still trying to catch your damn eye you still do love <laughs> alright next question my turn yeah alright what is your walk up song or your song that just gets you hyped Christina Aguilera Dirty I knew that <laughs> so so I just wanted the viewers to, <laughs> or the listeners to know Christina Aguilera so I always ask like I, I've asked you this a couple times but like if we ever have friends over and stuff you know it's like quiet and I always like to ask this question it's like hey so what is your walk up song like if you're baseball player and you know when they come up to bat they play their, their favorite song or their song that gets them hyped and whatnot and when she said oh christina aguilera dirty i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> it is such a good beat it is, it is a pretty good beat is i'll give you that bombs yeah. over baghdad yeah outcast bombs over baghdad it sucks that, that always gets me hyped. outcast just doesn't do it for like and it's like the old stuff but now i'm like oh but yeah that song you just get hyped on oh it. yeah but i feel like you're still like E40 oh, and yeah. the pack. pack. Yeah, and those I, are good. Anybody who listens. Yeah, or like my second one would be like E40, Tell Me When To Go. That really? one. Really? Okay. Yeah. Or the pack. What about function? Oh, that's the. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, look at that. Yeah. Every time's kind of bad. Four or five times in a game. So yeah, I got like four or five songs. Yeah, that'd make the list. Oh, we do a different walk up every time. Yeah, you have to. I feel like it's your mood. Like, has, like we're out on the boat, though. Yeah. It's like it's a country vibe for me you know like there's other stuff but like yeah. there's something like wake surfing it's the pack that one's a good one I feel like when we're driving that's yours yeah. too yeah. yeah um okay what has been or what is something like unexpected about pregnancy like from your perspective of me being pregnant like what is something that unexpected you like maybe have embraced or maybe you felt uncomfortable with or you're just like I can't believe this is happening like when you okay so two two thoughts come to mind um like the movement of the baby like inside your belly and I always say like there's a human there's a, a human inside you right now that is surreal and like the pain that you've been going through like it sucks because I can't I can't do anything um but it's like you're just like, whoa, 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 what, what? And you just look over and your stomach is like deformed. It's like elbow here, knee there. Like that's, that's been pretty cool. Um, I feel like even with Caden, like this around the same time in your pregnancy, I feel like I'm getting more attached to it. Yeah. Um, just cause you know, just like I said, like there's movement and you send me the videos of the heartbeat and yeah. Whatnot. Cause you definitely have said yeah. like, you don't, you definitely don't have an attachment yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but I would say that for sure. Um, and then the other thought was, like, during delivery, like, surreal to see, like, the little hair, little head come out and hair. Like, like I don't want to get, like, too in-depth, but, like, 
going out than not wanting to go back in. It's like, come on, buddy, like figure it out. And you're like pushing, and it's like you're. I just I, you're just so in the moment, like you don't really get into the detail of like, oh my God, like your insides are literally like that's crazy. And then afterwards, like I I, I thought about this the other day. I think you were asked me like, did all the the blood and all I that said, did labor like freak you yeah. out? Yeah, and I, I think it was just because Caden wasn't like you know wasn't he had uh, liquid in his lungs and stuff and he wasn't crying. I think we were more I was more worried about that. But I a couple of times I looked over like, what the fuck is on the ground? I'm like, what is that? I think that needs to go back to my wife. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was probably when I delivered the placenta. Yeah, that's what it was. I was like, you sure you don't need this champ? I'm like, man, there's some parts that, <laughs> that I don't know if belong on the, the delivery floor. <laughs> oh my god, uh, I can just see you like over there and like, what? <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, I just thought that you would like and I don't want to like not give you credit, but I just didn't think you'd do well with labor because it's like Yeah. I, I didn't do well with epidural. That one Yeah. That would freak me out. I don't like needles to begin with. <laughs> the anesthesiologist asked if you were yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he asked me if I was okay because I was just uh, here I was throwing up contractions, ready. getting a he's like, No, you can't move. Yeah, <laughs> Are you okay, sir? Yeah, champ, don't want to move. Not with that needle. Uh yeah, I feel like it's you know, I've said it, it's birth is the most natural thing a female can do yet it's like in so many aspects it, it seems so unnatural yeah. like when you're in the moment not at all you're just like oh my gosh this yeah, is happening yeah. but like for me I feel like you can we had been together for what eight years before we had our first child mm -hmm. and it was just like it still felt like you can be comfortable with somebody but then you're like wait I have no idea how this person is yeah. actually feeling about this yeah and again some people some you know, that was how I felt about you. I was like, gosh, I don't know if this is gonna freak him out or yeah. or what, but um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, you crushed it. Like I, you were such, you were like a coach. You right. literally yeah. were just like. Felt like a coach. Yeah, that, no, it was awesome. Now we get to do it again. Yeah, I'm gonna bring um, my whistle this time. Oh my God, if you did that, I. <laughs> a little wiser. No. <laughs> You guys want oh my gosh <laughs> you've got it all pictures a little playbook no <laughs> one thing casey did do so one of my best friends she's an OBGYN, and she had told me that some of her patients will like make the room really feel like their own and i got to the hospital like eight hours before casey because he was stuck on a job and we didn't know that i was in labor and he came with a little bag of like photos of the dogs some like family photos he brought a speaker from home just like put some stuff around the room that i just mentally didn't even think about because i just what i was going to triage like yeah. i didn't even know you know i was going to be checked in well, that was another we played uh, christina aguilera dirty when you were no, giving birth we didn't no we didn't we had on a country playlist <laughs> but yeah we had on music the whole time which was awesome i feel like it made our room feel a little bit more yeah. like our own um, so I thought that was really sweet. So if you guys have significant others who are going to be there, um, or you can even pack it yourself, but I thought that was really cool that you brought all of that. So, okay. One more question each, right? Yeah. Um, will there be a sequel to your book? Oh, um, as of right now, there is no plan for a sequel. I feel like I, 
I don't know if I can like handle the pressure of that. When I was first outlining the book, yes, I actually had a full first book and a full second book. And they ended up kind of combining into one and morphing into one because after I read it a lot and I just really wanted it to not be fluff, if that makes sense. I feel like I've read so many books, even some of these books I'm reading right now, it's like I get to the end and I'm like self-help books or what growth, you know, development, whatever. And I'm like, oh, you could have said that in one chapter. Like, it was, it's frustrating on this, yeah. which I didn't want with this. So, like, even my publishers are like, hey, could you possibly add another two chapters? And I just felt like I do not want... I wanted it to just be to the point. I want, like I say, pick up the book, read a chapter, close it, and it, oh, I'm so glad I'm not yeah. alone. Like, mm-hmm. you could almost open up the book in oh, any I, chapter. When I read... The first night I read, like, 50 pages. Yeah. But like you could probably open it up to whatever chapter, and you wouldn't need the beginning to necessarily yeah, understand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as of right now, no. But I would like to get back into more of, um, I don't know, diving further into some journals, but or doing things further. Like I've told you, I would absolutely love, I think, to do like speaking events or host mm-hmm. small get to get you know thirty person conferences and be able to talk to like everybody listening and. Mm-hmm. Uh, dive further into maybe how some of the concepts of the book are applying to where we're at in that season of life, whether it's next year, five years, ten years. So um, I think that's what I would love to see from, like, what would evolve next from the book yeah. as opposed to a sequel. You should almost do, like, not, like, not like a book signing, but like a book like meet and greet where I know. I saw some some people buy the book and just sit around in a circle and talk about us men. I know. <laughs> we could all use it. Want to come to a therapy session I'm hosting? Um, I saw another girl. She did that. She, like, went to three different cities and just did, oh, like... Cool. And it wasn't a big thing, you yeah, know, yeah. but I was like, oh, that's so awesome. But as you know, like, I don't have a... <laughs> you guys listening, I don't have a book signing deal. Like, this was all us funding. This wasn't like a, hey, you have a great book. We would love to... Uh, it wasn't a publishing deal or anything like yeah. that. Like, it's every... I guess you don't call it self-published because I have a publishing company, but we've paid for everything. It's nothing that was like, which I didn't, I learned that the other day about um, when you get like a book deal, which obviously makes sense. Like you then get paid a certain amount of money to basically finish your book and then you get that signing bonus or whatever. But anyways, that's not what I did. So um, my last question for you to go along with, I guess the theme, I see a lot of other podcasters do this, but what is something that you have learned or appreciated by maybe choosing or embracing the crazier side of life as opposed to the easier route? Because I know there's been seasons of your life where you have just chosen the easier mm-hmm. path. Yeah. Um, it has allowed me to be more like communicative and more comfortable with my feelings. And like if I'm having a crap day or if something's bugging me, I can say, hey, champ, I clean up Shit. I hope you mean like this behind this right now. <laughs> yeah, think I would on video. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, yeah, no. But a lot of you like I don't have to say it because you like already like realize it. But um it's just allowed me to like not be outgoing, but just be more comfortable with my emotions of letting them out to you. Um just even the other night when we were down down below. Like yeah. just opening up, just talking about, you know, the past and club med and you know, relationships and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, One thing you did bring up, which I wa- I wish we had on the podcast, because it was something from a perspective of not a husband, not anybody, 
it was when I asked you about, you know, had you ever made a decision based off of a girl you're with or off of a relationship? And like you had said, it was just like at those times in your life, like it wasn't a part of your path. But like I look at it as I'm like, oh, well, like when, when do you and don't you like bend your own back to make something work, yeah. you know? And so like, I feel like in those times, I see it as like, oh, maybe you took the easy route. But in actuality, like for me, that probably would have been the harder route. Hence, like when I left for Club Med, it was like taking my own path, which for so many people, taking your own path might be the easy route. And for you, I think it was. Mm -hmm. For me, taking my own path has always been the harder one. It's been the crazier one because I didn't take my own path until I left for Club Med. And that was by far. Whereas some people would think, what do you mean, you know, going to college and grad school and applying for all the jobs, like that's the harder yeah. route. But well, for I me, mean, that was the easier one. Yeah. Well, I mean, like even for me, when I graduated from college, I got a little bit of trouble and I was like, you know what, I need to get out of here. I need to go do something and maybe live life a little bit before I, because I didn't know what I really seriously wanted to do. Yeah. So I packed my stuff up, my pack a little prelude up and drove down to Tahoe and taught snowboarding for a year and then which led me to kind of get into Club Med from then on. So just literally keep packing up and moving by myself with nobody I knew. I didn't know anybody down there besides one guy, my the manager or whatever, at the ski school. Yeah. But, I mean, talk about getting out of your comfort, comfort, zone. comfort zone. Man, and then living with four other guys, three, yeah, four other guys. But, you know, one guy was like, 55 years old. Oh my gosh, he really? lived with another guy in the room with punk beds. Like, talk about stepbrothers. <laughs> like, these were the two guys. Like, I did not know that. Yeah. They were, oh, and man. they were just like ski bombs. They just go, They one of them was a cook, and the other one, I think, was an instructor. Um, but yeah, they just single older guys bumped up together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, so I, I'm definitely them. not going back. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be like these guys. Hey, for them, they probably were living it up, though. Yeah, yeah. But, so, like, for you, when you were in the easier route, it got you in trouble. Yeah, you were comfortable. exactly, exactly. And the crazy yeah. route was hard, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank you for being on. Yes. Never. And all of you guys listening, we appreciate you so much. Um, obviously, like I said, this wasn't a normal, like, Casey, like, Q&A format, but I don't know. I feel like we have Switch all these... Yeah, I feel like some one night I feel like I've seen a press record with us down by the fire because yeah. we just have such great candid conversations sometimes and whether it's about relationships or whether it's about our dreams and whether it's the dogs, whatever, I think it's just nice to kind of break down walls and have some of the candid conversations. So again, my book is out, just live, and I cannot thank you guys enough. So um, we'll do a Q&A soon. You guys can ask Casey your questions about the book or anything else. But as always, we appreciate you. I want to sign us off. Make it a great day. Catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.